Hello. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity we have in you. Thank you for your kindness, your mercies. We ask you, Jesus, to lead us and let your will be done. In these few moments, we pray for the spirit of revelation, wisdom, and understanding. Help us to see your word. Help us to hear you speak to us as though you were here physically and speak to our hearts. Talk to us, Lord Jesus, whatever you want to say. Thank you for this grace, this great presence of your Holy Spirit. We love you, Father. We are grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you. I want to thank Pastor Dominic for this great privilege to be here, to be invited to speak and to share at this momentous occasion of the transition from him to another senior pastor. And as he transitions to doing the work of an apostle, an overseer, a bishop, and whatever else the Lord has for him, amen. Um, I believe that these are the last, the very last days. And in these last days, we really need to hear from the Lord. And we need to be accurate. Otherwise, the years are going to pass us by. And we're going to lose the opportunity that we have. So we have a great opportunity. I believe that it is the last, the last hour. And um, Jesus spoke about the pangs. He says, these are just birth pangs. And you know, birth pangs are such that when they start, they are very far between. Like so many hours, you have one contraction. And then sometimes even it takes a day. Then you have another contraction. But as you are getting nearer to the birth, the contractions become faster and they have a shorter interval. And you'll notice in the world the contractions are increasing and that this, the time between the contractions are shorter. Between the pandemic and then Ukraine and Turkey, the war, the, the earthquakes, which are scaring everybody, you know. So I believe that, that I think something else is coming and these are the last days. These are the days of Noah and the days of Lot. So the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah and the days of Lot, they were eating, drinking, planting, building. Not only the days of Noah, the days of Noah and the days of Lot. The Bible says the days of Noah and the days of Lot. And if, you, if you, your eyes are open, you can see the world has become the days of Lot. In the whole world is the days of Lot. So it's something. Uh, so I believe that we really need to hear from the Holy Spirit and just run with him. Amen. And I know that God is going to bless us. So today, I want to share with you uh, about faithfulness to the end. Amen. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 4. I do not know why you are laughing. First <laughs> Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. It is required in stewards 
that a man be found faithful. Wow, what a beautiful scripture. So this scripture is saying that all pastors of this church and of any church, all stewards, servants, full-time staff, members, anything, anyone is a steward. Even members are stewards. The main characteristic that we need from you is faithfulness. Amen. Which means loyalty, which means constantness. You are constant. It means you don't change, and it means you are the same. Amazingly, the Bible says, a faithful man who can find. That means that it's actually not so easy to find somebody faithful. Yeah, because the Bible says, a faithful man who can find. Who can find a, a constant person? You know, many years ago, I visited Tulsa, Oklahoma, and um, Kenneth Hagin was preaching, you know, because Kenneth Hagin is a spiritual father to me. How many of you know of Kenneth Hagin? I'm sure, yeah. And uh, so I visited Tulsa a few times before he died, the last maybe three, four times. And then he, died, he passed away. But one day when I got there, he was preaching about uh, the ABC of faith. You know, so when I sat there, I was thinking to myself, ah, why doesn't this man say something new? Because I've come all the way from Ghana not to listen to ABC of faith. <laughs> you get it? So I was thinking that he should say something new and exciting. You get it? Then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said to me, why don't you shut up and learn something from this man who is 86 years old and has never changed the message that God gave him to be a messenger of faith and that he has been constant and faithful to the message God gave to him. And at this last stage of his life, he's standing there and proclaiming exactly what God told him to do. And that was a big rebuke for me. And the Lord said, learn from him how to be constant and to be faithful. No change. God said, speak this, just speak it to the end. Unless he gives another instruction. Amen. So I pray that all of us are going to learn this wonderful, uh, amazing uh, grace of being faithful. So let's turn with me to John chapter 6. And let us read from verse, um, let's read from verse 63, famous verse. And it is the, I'll tell you the title of the message when I, when I finish. It is, and the title of, listen, there was a pastor, I want to recommend a book to everybody, everybody who is a minister, it's a book called The Final Quest by Rick Joyner. I suggest to everyone who is a minister, Get a copy of that book and read it. And especially chapter 3 of that book, where he meets in a vision pastors and ministers who have died and went to heaven. And what happened to them and the judgments that everybody received. So I recommend to you. I recommend. Amen. Now verse 63, it says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. All right? The flesh profiteth nothing. 
The words I speak to you, they are spirit, of li- spirit and life. Verse 64. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not. And who should betray him. And he said, therefore I said unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given to him of my father. From that time many of his disciples went back. And, no, and walked no more with him. They were not faithful. And they did not continue. Many. Because the Bible says, a faithful man who can find. Alright. Then Jesus turned to the twelve. And said, will you also go away? So this is a message to all of us. Will you also go away? Actually, it sounds like a good title for a book. Right. Will you also go away? <laughs> then Simon Peter answered him. Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Verse 70. Then Jesus answered them, Have have I not chosen you, or have not I chosen you? And one of you is a devil. All right? Then he spake of Judas, Oscariot, the son of Simon, for it was that should for he it was that should betray him being one of the 12 all right so my subject this morning is from the words of Jesus now the reason i was telling you about rejoiners book was that there was a pastor who had written many books and in this book when he got to heaven he saw his books there and he said when he saw his books He was ashamed of what he had written. He said he was full of secular wisdom, but he wasn't full of the spirit and of the word. So he said, I wanted to crush my books into powder when I saw them in eternity. So that that frightened me also because I have also written a lot of books. (laughs) And I wouldn't want to have to crush my books into powder. So I tried to stay with the words of Jesus or the words of God directly when I'm writing or preaching. Especially at crusades, I always like to preach from the words of Jesus. I believe the words of Jesus are greater than the words of Paul or the words of anybody. Paul is not Jesus' brother. Paul was saved by Jesus. Amen. So Jesus answered them, Have I not chosen you? And one of you is a devil. So today I want to talk about one of you is a devil. This, 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 is, this is the words of Jesus himself. So that's, that's right there. One of you is a devil. <laughs> yes. Now I, I hope you all agree with me that these are the words of Jesus. Or, or shall, I go to, shall I go to Malaysia to continue this message? All right. Now, what, what is a devil? What, what, why, why did Jesus say one of you is a devil? Because these were 12 disciples. Everybody had left. These were 12 disciples, and these are people you are expecting something from, something good from them. Now, Jesus was in the beginning. Remember, the Bible says in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. So, Jesus has been there from the beginning. So, he was there when all the angels were created. He was there when everyone, everything happened. 
And when the rebellions in heaven and all that happened, Jesus was there. So as Jesus was scanning through the congregation, he was looking at everybody. He suddenly recognized something that he had seen before. Something he knew from heaven. Something that had happened in heaven. Called the devil. Yes. He, he was looking through the pastors. The apostles. He was not looking at rob, armed robbers or drunkards. He was looking at pastors. And then he said, mm, I, re- I read this guy reminds me of something. Yes. So when he saw Judah, he said, this guy reminds me of Lucifer. Of Satan. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. And he said, wow, one of you is a devil. One of you is a devil. It's not showing now, but one of you is. Yes, and this is not a message for somebody. We have to look at ourselves. Yes, because if an apostle chosen by Jesus can turn into a devil, and Jesus can call a devil, how much more you who was ordained by a man who was making a mistake? You know, there are people that I appointed as pastors. I regret appointing them. Yes, I regret appointing them. Why? Because I'm a man. I'm a man. How how can I know everything? When we appoint people, we ordain people, we are limited in what we see and what we know. God said about Saul in 1 Samuel 16, he said, it repenteth me that I I have made this man a king. I, I, I regret making this man a king. Yeah. There are people, because we are humans, we can make mistakes. And if God himself regrets making somebody a king, don't you think it's possible for us as humans to regret making people, appointing people and putting people in positions? Oh, yes. That's why every job has probation and, you know, a trial season just to see if you've made a mistake. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So God is trying us out to see if any of us is a devil. But unfortunately, Jesus was looking through. You know, and I don't want to point. But Jesus was looking through. I said, no. Somebody here reminds me of something that happened in heaven. Wow. So, All of us must take note and must be careful of that because this is what prevents us from being faithful to the end. This message is not about faithful, it's about faithful to the end. Jesus is coming soon and this church will be there when Jesus returns. And when when Jesus comes, he shall find us doing exactly what he wants us to do. Can I have an amen? amen? Now, What is the devil? What does it mean when it says one of you is a devil? 
The first thing is one of you will leave. In the book of Jude, Jesus remembered as he looked at this guy, all right, and he said, ah, I see somebody here who reminds me. And in the book of Jude and verse number six, those who leave you, Jude and verse six, it says, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Now, Satan's name originally was Lucifer, which means the son of the morning, or the one who brings the morning, the morning star. You know, there's, there's this star, which actually a planet, Venus. When it appears, it's bringing the morning. So he was actually called the son of man. What's a beautiful name. But when he fell and he left his position, right, he turned into a monster and his name was changed to Satan, which means the opposer. He opposes everything that God is doing and everything that the church is doing and everything that is um, from God and of God. That's why Satan hates human beings and loves to harm them and turn them into something that is so nasty. He loves to make people blind, to kill people, to make people deaf and dumb and sick and twisted because he hates man because man reminds him of God. We are the image of God. So he hates man. He hates human beings. And he hates anyone who takes up Christ. And the Bible says that the angels put up that scripture, if you can, Jude and verse 6. They left their position. So you see that Satan was happy in heaven, or Lucifer was in heaven, and he left his position. The angels which kept not their first estate. Ah, there are many pastors who don't keep their estate. Or maybe you are in this position, and you want to move out of that position and become something that God has not ordained you to be. So you need to be careful because uh, you have to stay in your calling. You have to stay in your calling. You have to be careful not to move out of the estate that God has placed you in. If you move out of that estate, you are going to expose yourself to the enemy. Yeah. That's why, you know, in the ministry, many people want to be something that they are not. Ah, because this is one of the common temptations of the devil. Always remember, the devil, when he comes, he comes in the same way all the time, and it always seems to be working because people are not learning that this is the strategy. When he came to Adam, the first thing was to tempt three things always. Number one is to discredit 
the word, the message from God. Have God said, God said it's not a good message. What God said is not a good message. Then the second thing is to discredit the character of God. All right? And he said that God knows you are going to be a great person and he's keeping you from becoming like a God where you know everything good and bad. So the second thing in the temptation is to discredit the character of the leader or the character of God. First, you discredit his preaching. I've had a lot of people attacking my preaching. They want to discredit my message. Then after that, to discredit the character of the person. Then the third thing that Satan does is to offer you something you will never have. So you'll be like God. You'll be very great. You'll be rich. You'll be that. You'll be this. You'll be whatever. And then you move out of your estate and out of your position and out of your God-given place. And you try to move out to become something God hasn't made you to be. And this is the three ways all the time. Every temptation has these three elements all the time. Yeah. Always to discredit the message or the word or the books or the Bible and say that the Bible is nonsense. The Bible is rubbish. Why do you have to believe the Bible? Why do you have to trust it? Why should you read this book? Why do you want to listen to this man preaching? Discredit the message. Number two, discredit the character of the person. Like he was trying to discredit God himself. Ah, God knows. God is a, he's an arbitrary tyrant who suppresses and oppresses people. Uh, he doesn't like people to move forward. He doesn't want people to express themselves. He wants to dominate and manipulate. Have you heard those things before? Uh, if you are a church builder, you know, this message is for pastors. If you want a message on prosperity, come maybe tomorrow or Sunday or another time. This is pastoral work. We are talking about church things. Yes. All right? This is church things. And then number three is to promise you what you will never be. Oh, you can never become what you are being promised by the devil. And then people jump out. I remember one pastor. He was a very famous worship leader. And uh, he, he, he was, you know, we, we, we used to listen to his music. And then somebody came to him and offered him. He said, ah, I'm going to take you to America. You're going to have this worship. Uh, you sing like this. You'll be here. You'll be there. This is what we'll pay you. We offer everything to you. He was giving this testimony on television himself. He said, you know, I fell for it. I went. I left my position. Huh? And you see, when he was in that position, everyone knew him. If I mention or I sing a song, you will know. I've met actually two different huge worship leaders who this thing happened to. They, to lure you out of your place, out of where you belong, out of what God has given to you. And he went out being tempted to have something you will not ever have, which God has not intended for you to have or to be. Yeah, yeah. He lost it. He was himself giving this testimony. Another worship leader, he said, his pastor told me he lost his wife, he lost his marriage, he lost his ministry, he lost his money, he lost his house, he lost everything as soon as he moved out. So you have to look at the place where God has placed you very carefully and not try to shift out of it or do anything outside of what God has for you. 
That is often one of the big temptations of a devil. And remember that Satan hates you. He hates you. And that's why he's offering you something you could never have. Why do people divorce and, and, and remarry many times? Ah, every new thing is nice. Everything, every new thing is nice. A nice looking beautiful girl and is offered to you. Ah, why don't you leave this old wife? She's too old. She's expired. Yes, she's expired. This is a new one, a fresh one. Excited and fresh. Oh, yes. And people are lured by it. They believe that they're actually going to get something nice and something fresh. Hey! And many times when they put their foot in, <laughs> they realize that I've been lured out. And that my old one was even better than this new one. Oh, yes. The older, our older pastors, they, they didn't have divorce in their head. It was not possible. Even when they are angry, divorce is not, it's not one of the possible outlets. Yeah. The older, the old pastors. The young pastors, we have all these problems. Oh, yes. Tell your neighbor, it seems the man is talking about you this morning. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Those who leave you. What happened to the prodigal son when he left? Put up my book, The Those Who Leave You. What happened to the prodigal son? I have a book for each of these. Yes. Yes. I wrote one book for each. Because the word is a sword. It's a sword for each devil. Man. Is it, this is what the devil wants to let you do what he did. The devil wants to make you do what he did that has made him fall from where he was. <laughs> Isaiah 14, quickly please. My time today, I'm going to end exactly on time. <laughs> Isaiah 14, verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? Thou didst weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend. You see, you want to move out. And you think it is higher. You think it's better. So I will ascend. I will exalt my throne. Verse 13. I will exalt my throne. Verse, I will sit on the, on the mount, the side of the mount. I'm going to be a, a man of God. My, my, I'm going to be a founder of a church. 
I'm going to be a reverend bishop. I'm going to be something greater than I am. <laughs> I'll be a senior prophet. <laughs> Verse 14, please help me with the scriptures. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. I will be like the most high. I'll be like the senior pastor. I have one of I have the senior pastor's car. I have the senior pastor's house. I have the senior pastor's salary. Hey. Some people they want everything that the founder has. Everything that the senior pastor has. Even they want his wife if they can get his wife. I don't know whether I should continue preaching. Now, what is God's response to everything that you want? Look at Ezekiel 28. The same Lucifer gets a good answer to everything that he says. He says in Ezekiel 28 and verse 14. He answers that. Always remember, it's Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28, the story of Satan. The fall of Satan. Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28. Ezekiel 28 verse 14. Oh, I wish they would show the scriptures. Thou art the anointed cherub. I have said thee so. Thou was on the mountains. Thou walked up and down. Alright? Thou was perfect in thy ways. Lucifer, you were good, eh? You were good at worship. Hey, you were a good assistant. Hey, you were a good speaker. That was perfect in thy ways when thou was created by the multitude of thy merchandise or your traffic, your trade. They filled thee with violence and thou hast sinned. Therefore, everybody notice, I will cast thee as profane. Ezekiel 28 verse 16. Then God said, I will destroy thee. Then verse 17, I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings. And then verse 18, I will bring a fire from thee and I will bring thee to ashes. So every I will of Lucifer, God answered with an I will. Every I will rise, I will ascend. I will go, I will cast you down. I will put you down. I will burn you. I will destroy thee. Yeah, those who leave their positions. Remember, every self Every ambition of yours, I will be this, I will be this. God has an answer to everyone. I will also bring you down. I will cast you down. I will put you in your place. I will burn you with fire. Isaiah 14 has the desires of Satan. And Ezekiel 28 has the responses of God. Yes. Lucifer said, I will ascend. I will sit by the most high. I will put my throne here. I will arise. I will do this. And Ezekiel 28 has, I will. Is this Ezekiel? Yes. yes. 
I will bring a fire from the midst of you. I will bring you to ashes. I will destroy you. Yeah. Five I wills responded to God by five I wills. Yeah. Five. So all of us as great servants of God, don't leave your place. Stay in your, 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 your God-given position. If you're an assistant, remain. I'm not saying you shouldn't go higher, but stay in your court. Don't be deceived by the offer. Remember the three temptations of Satan. To discredit the word of God, discredit somebody's character, and offer you something you cannot have and you will not have. Yes. Ask your neighbor, have you already been tempted with these Luciferian temptations? <laughs> Number two, when Jesus looked at his disciples, he said, one of you is a devil. Then he saw, as he was looking, he said, ah, he remembered somebody else. It's the same person. And he said, because he could see somebody was going to leave his place, like Judas. Judas was trying to become a businessman. 30 pieces of silver. He was going to invest in an apartment in Singapore. Yeah. Yes, he was making investments. He was negotiating some deals. Yeah. If God has called you to ministry, you are not supposed to do business. I mean, you are not a businessman. You are not a politician. So many pastors are businessmen. Selling this, selling that. Trying to make money. It's amazing. Make up your mind. Make up your mind what you are. Are you a minister or are you a businessman? Yeah. Yeah. And, and give yourself to the ministry, 100%. Yes, give yourself 100% to the ministry. And you see, that's how come I entered into the ministry. I was praying one day and the Lord spoke to me as I read the Bible, give thyself wholly to these things and thy profiting will appear to all. I had a small church and a classroom and the Lord said, give yourself completely Holy, First Timothy 4.15, give thyself wholly to my work and your profiting will appear. And look at me here today. My profiting has appeared as far as to Singapore. Oh, yes. Yeah. Then you have those who are proud. When Jesus looked at his disciples, he saw one Proud one. Yes. One proud disciple. Hey! Now, Luke 14 has a very important verse. And you see in the verses we've read, you see, Satan said, I will ascend. I will be like the most high. Yeah. It must be because you have an inflated impression of yourself. Oh, yes. In Luke chapter 14 and verse 11, 
Jesus gave a law which is applying right here in this church. Do you want to know that law? Oh, yes. Whoever exalted himself shall be abased, whosoever. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Amen. Whosoever, wherever, and whenever, huh? whoever exalts himself, it's a law. It's an eternal law. If you try to make yourself big, you will be brought down. Yes. It's an eternal law. I think Christians don't realize how scary pride is. Satan is called the king of the children of pride. Did you know that? Job 41 verse 34. The king of the children of pride. Oh yes. Job chapter 41 and verse 34. He is the king over all the children of pride. So amongst the pastors who were standing there that day, Jesus said, one of you is a devil. What he also meant was that one of you will leave and one of you is proud. Very proud. Now how do you know somebody is proud? How do you know somebody is proud? Let me tell you, let me just give you a, just one or two things. Proud, proud, I'll tell you what reveals pride. You see, you can never criticize somebody unless you are proud. In Singapore, we have a lot of critics, talkers, not only Singapore, every country, but we are in Singapore, so I'm talking about the Singaporean ones. Yes. We have. Talking about pastors, criticizing, saying this, saying that, saying whatever. I mean, you think about your child, your, 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 your little daughter at home. How can your little daughter who you brought up eight years old and you are mommy and daddy and then little daughter is telling mommy, mommy, you are not a good mother. Yeah. Mommy, you are not a good wife to daddy. Yeah. Mommy, come on, kiss daddy. Why are you not being a good wife to him? It sounds strange. She's elevated way above her level and is able to comment on a mother's behavior as a mother or a wife. It means this little girl is no more a little girl. She's very big. I said, Daddy, Daddy, you are, you are, not, a good, you are not a good daddy. Where are my school fees? Why are you not paying my school fees now? What are you doing? Get up and go and work. Daddy, you are not earning enough money. Ah. What type of child is this? Because the child has gone up, eight years old, has gone up in his mind way beyond what he should be. And you have, you see, past, uh, chill, all of us here, the fact that you can criticize a fellow pastor 
who has built a church with 10,000 members and you, you have only 32 members in your church and you are criticizing somebody for his problem or whatever fault he has which you don't even know the beginning or the end of or how it started or how it's ending how come you can comment on so many things I'm so surprised to hear you commenting the fact that you even make one comment about honorable people who have served God for years it reveals your pride if you were not proud you would never utter a word I tell you you only bow the Bible says bow before the gray headed and honor them oh yes and whosoever exalted I've never seen a pastor do well who criticizes others since I started I've been a Christian for so many years serving the Lord and working in the church I've never seen people who criticize other churches other ministers I've not seen anybody do well before since I started I've not seen one before even one and I hear the Lord said shut your mouth no one day, I, you know, I saw people criticize the Catholic Church, criticize Methodists, criticize whatever. You know, <laughs> and one day I went to the north of Ghana, and all these modern churches we have, you know, our type of churches, modern charismatic, there was no sign over there of any of us. Oh, yes, it was only our Catholic fathers who were there, they were there with their monastery and their mission house and their priest and their bishop. They are the only sign of Jesus Christ in that corner of the world. And it's when you travel around and you see, you will learn to shut your mouth. All your talking, ah, this church are dead. This one is like this. This pastor is this. This one is this. You are revealing your pride. You are revealing your arrogance. You are revealing your emptiness. Empty barrels make the most noise. It's not in the Bible, but it is true. Empty barrels criticize the most. Fruit-bearing trees. They are humble. When they see somebody working, say, thank God. It's an honor. If they see a mistake, they close their eyes say, Jesus, help me also not to get into this trouble. That's all. I want to speak to, um, I want to advise every pastor, anyone here who you, you are in the ministry, learn to shut up, okay? Learn to shut your big mouth and humble yourself. Don't comment about anything. I was in Fiji and uh, I saw Methodists, huh? they control the whole island. You go to towns, no other church is allowed there except Methodists. I didn't understand. Then the pastor, my pastor there told me, he said, the Methodist pastor was eaten by the people when he came, the missionary. He was eaten. He, you see, he went to visit the, the, the chief, and I, I think he gave him a comb or something, and he touched his head, and apparently he said, Lord, you are not supposed to touch the head of the chief. So they, they caught, they killed him and eight of his followers, and they cooked them. They cooked them. They have a way of cooking in the earth. They cooked and ate them. That's the price they pay. And, and, and you ask yourself, how many missionaries have we sent? These were Methodists sent from England. Eh? Methodists sent from England. As we are sitting now and praising ourselves. Who have we sent anywhere? Have you sent anybody anywhere? Have you sent anybody out of your four corners? 
to the next town, have you sent anyone to the next island? You've sent nobody. You've sent nothing. You've done nothing. And you have the audacity to open your mouth and criticize people who have laid down their lives. You don't know how they even have the problems they have. Ah. Don't become a devil. When Jesus was looking at his disciples, looking at the 12 of them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh! <laughs> yes, I remember. I, I, I see something. I remember from heaven. This was one guy. He could criticize God and said, I will, I will, I will ascend. I will go to God. Ah. What type of arrogance is this? Another, another uh, sign that you are proud or pride is coming is contention. The Bible says only by pride cometh contention. Only by pride. It's only when you are big that there can be a quarrel. There can ever be even an argument. I'm telling you, if Pastor Dominic has been your pastor all these years, it's only by pride that you can even have an argument with him. It means somebody is proud and it should not be him because he is the head. I don't know whether I should leave the island and maybe I should go to... I'm going to Malaysia because I don't know whether people want me to be here. <laughs> Only by pride. Look at the verse. Proverbs 13 verse 10. Only by pride. The, the, the verse is telling us the only reason why there are quarrels and arguments between people. The only one reason. Only by pride. Only by pride. Oh yes. So don't get too big. Hmm, let me go on because my time is, is, is moving. So then I can see the clock. <laughs> are you fastening your seatbelt because we are going deeper? <laughs> oh, yes. Then the next one is those, he, 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 when he looked through the 12 disciples, he saw somebody who forgets. Those who forget. People who forget. Hey, this is a big one. Hebrews chapter 6. Yeah, I have a book for them too. Oh yes. I've been a Christian for so many years. <laughs> Serving the Lord and working in the church. Those who forget. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10. Look at it. Amazing. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10 reveals a sin which is not smoking, taking drugs, Committing fornication, adultery, drunkenness. And it reveals a new sin that I'm adding to your list. Do you want me to add it to your list? Hebrews 6. I'm updating your list. <laughs> and that sin is the sin of forgetting. Yeah, it's a big sin. Hebrews 6 verse 10 says that God is not unrighteous. To forget. To do what? Forget. To forget. That means forgetting is unrighteousness. 
Look at it. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor alive. In other words, if God was to forget all that you have done, it would be unrighteousness for God to forget. That's why when God was summarizing David's life, if you read about David in the Bible, he said that David served the Lord and he, he did that which was pleasing in the sight of, Lord, of the Lord, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. So God did not discount the whole of David because of Uriah. But he kept a record of all that David had done. It was except in this issue of Uriah the Hittite that there was a mistake. Yes. What a God who doesn't forget all your work of, of, of righteousness. God doesn't forget. Yes. And you must not forget. As soon as you forget, you start to have a demonic character. Oh, yes. Ah, watch the people who don't remember things. You don't remember? You don't remember? I remember what Pastor Dowdy did. She came here and started a church. Ah, we cannot forget that. You forget that you've made your big mistake. You can't, you can't forget. You can't forget those who laid down their lives and who labored. Then you are making a sin. You are sinning. The Bible says God is not unrighteous. You cannot forget your senior pastor who has labored here for the last 18 years and led the church to build all these things and to build a big successful church without debts, without anything. You forget it. You are a wicked and a sinful and a bad person. He must come into this church every day and be honored. Oh yes, when you see you, 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 you honor. honor sir. Welcome sir, welcome. Oh yes. People who forget are dangerous. Yes. You know, there are people who don't want to remember what you've done for them. Yeah. And they forget how they were, how it was for them. Yeah. You know why I have books? Because I never went to Bible school. I've never been to Bible school even for one day. I went to medical school, not Bible school. I went to medical school from 1982 to 1989. I have no training as a pastor, formal training. God blessed me with people who gave me books. I got a book by Kenneth Hagin, opened the door for me. I learned all that I know by reading books and listening to messages. That's how come I'm standing here today. Yeah, so for me, books are books I don't forget. This is how I got here. That's why I offer people books. All my books I give you free. I'm not doing business. I give my books free. All to all, I call it. Every single book I give you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. People forget how they became what they, what they are. Ah, they don't want to remember anything. Ah, God just called me. I just came on the scene. Huh? But you forgot who laid hands on you. We are not going to forget this weekend. As Pastor Dominic is appointing uh, Pastor Gerald, we are not going to forget. Is it Lucifer forgot? Ezekiel 28, look at verse 14. I will not speak until you put the scripture on. Yeah, you, the one who is there should buy and put the scripture on. Uh-huh. 
Yes. Thou art what? The anointed cherub. Just not a human being. Isn't it? And what? I have said this so I put you there. Lucifer actually seemed to forget that he was put there by God. So one of you is a devil means you are also going to forget how you got into the position that you are in. I have said this. Look at it. I have said this so. That was, you are an anointed child. Yes, you are anointed, but remember that I put you there. I appointed you. I helped you. I introduced you. We are introducing. We are doing transition. We are inviting people. We are laying hands on you. Hey! And you forget it all. Ah, you see people like that. And that's why people don't want to hand over anything. They want to stay there until they are the ancient of days. Because you, you don't want to hand over to somebody who will not remember. Oh, yes. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6. It says that, let him that is taught in the word communicate to him that teacheth in all good things. The one who has taught you, you must honor him. If Pastor Dominic has, honored, has taught you the word, and led you, you must honor him. And honor is not a salary. A salary is a salary. It's a, secular, it's a secular thing. But we are talking about honor and respect. And honor in every way that you can be honored. I wrote a book called Those Who Honor You. Those Who Honor You. There's a book for them too. Oh, yes. There it is. Those Who Honor You. <laughs> When the woman came with the alabaster box to Jesus and Jesus was in the room, he came and she kissed his feet and she poured the alabaster box and no other character than Judas stood by and said, this is a waste of money. This is a waste of money to honor this, our, our, our Jesus. But you see, Jesus was moved by this great honor. And that is the sort of thing that you should do. I wonder what type of honor you are honoring your pastor, Dominic, with. For all the years that he has labored in your midst. What alabaster box has been broken over his feet to say, thank you, we appreciate you, we love you, we see your efforts. You know, yes, oh please, years ago I went to my daughter's school. She, has a, she has went to a school, a girl's school. It's my wife's school also. And when I was there, I saw them, they, the, the headmistress came and they sang a song to the headmistress because the headmistress talks to them every day. And you know, in my school, where I, when I went to school, the headmaster, I, I didn't even see him at the whole, <laughs> the whole time I was in the school. I don't think I saw him even once. But this headmistress, she comes and she talks to all the girls in a boarding school. Every day she tells them, you are great girls. You are, you are good girls. You, you don't need a man to make you into something. You are going to make it in life. You are going to do many things. She's telling them every day she's talking to them. And from the Bible too. And so when I was there, then they, start, they sang a song. Dear, dear teacher, precious. Dear what? 
Dear mother, precious to us, your efforts are seen by us, and we are just saying thanks. Just saying thanks. We love you. We thank you. We really appreciate you. Dear mother, precious to us, your efforts are seen by us, and we are just saying thanks. Just saying thanks. Dear mother, dear pastor, dear pastor, precious to us, your efforts are seen by us, and we are just saying thanks. Just saying thanks. We are just saying that. We are not, we are not doing anything beyond or anything too extra or too much. We are just saying thanks. Thanks. So that's, that's a song that people should sing to their pastor. Dear pastor, precious to us, your efforts are seen by us. And we are just saying thanks. Just saying thanks. We love you. We thank you. We really appreciate you. We thank you. We really appreciate Oh, when I heard that song in my daughter's school, I said, what a song. I took the song straight to my church. I said, we're going to sing it in church. We're going to sing it in church. And we've been singing it in church since then. We've been singing it in church since then. Oh, yes. Dear pastor, precious to us, your efforts are seen by us. And we are just saying thanks. Just saying thanks. We love you. We thank you. We really appreciate you. You see, they know how to sing it. We really appreciate it. Your pastor, precious to us. Your efforts are seen by us. And we are just saying thanks. Just saying thanks. Oh, yes. Give the Lord a shout of praise, somebody. You know, it's Lucifer who doesn't like this song. Oh, yes. Lucifer doesn't like such things. Oh, yes. Just saying thanks. Yes, we're just saying with your effort. No, no, I want you to see some. You see, what people don't know is efforts. Effort. I was talking to Pastor Dominic yesterday. He said he told me he has been awake since 1 a.m. or whatever. And you don't know when the pastor is standing here. He didn't sleep the whole night to talk to you for 20 minutes. But you see, people don't know what is going on behind the scenes. And that's why Galatians 6, 6 and that woman with the alabaster was a very important person to honor the pastor, to honor and appreciate the gift of God. Appreciate it. Thank you. Your efforts are seen. We notice what you are doing. To honor somebody is to notice what the person does. That's what it means to honor someone. is to notice. I notice your efforts. I notice the effort and the strain on you. The strain and the effort and the energy and the exertion that you are making just to do what you are doing. I notice it and I honor you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hey. So, 
My time is getting finished. Now, the next one. Don't forget what your pastor has done. Those who forget. Then you have those who accuse. Ah! Revelations chapter 12 and verse 10. Look at that. Those who accuse, I got a book for them too. Notice that Satan was an accuser. Accuser. Now, instead of... Look at Revelations 12, and I'm going to wait for you to come up with a verse. Revelations 12, verse 10. Please, so that we all read it together on the screen. Beautiful. Oh, yes. And when I go, get a bigger font so that you can always bring the scriptures up nicely. Revelations 12 and verse 10. Oh, yes. I heard a loud voice saying, now is come salvation. What? Salvation. Four things are coming when we can silence accusers. Because the accuser, the accuser, the accuser of the brethren, that's Satan. That's when Jesus looked around, he saw an accuser. When he said one of you is a devil, he saw somebody who was an accuser looking accusing and he said uh and i heard a voice let's look at the scripture it says salvation strength huh the kingdom of our god and the power of his christ is come why 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 is there such strength in the church why is there such strength in the church because the accuser has been silenced accusations are silenced we need to silence accusations in the church. And when you silence accusations with this kind of preaching, and you silence accusation by rather bringing honor and singing such songs that I was teaching you in the churches. A dear pastor, we appreciate you, not accuse you. When you accuse people, they become weaker. If you accuse me of, 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 of trying to get money, I, I, when, it, when it comes to offering, I can't even take the offering. I just feel weak when I come and say, oh, these people said I'm looking for, I'm always trying to get money from them. And I, I can't change, I can't speak. Many, many of us, we are not well because of our accusations. Isaiah 58, look at verse 8 and verse 9, please. And I need you to look at it in the American Bible. Please quickly switch to the American Bible. Oh, yes. Beautiful. And I'm going to wait for your scripture, my dear. Isaiah chapter 58. Beautiful. Verse 8. Have you found it? Hmm. Have you found it? Isaiah 58. I'm sure they are finding it. But if you don't find it, I'm going to be forced to read it myself. Ah, it's come. Is that American Bible? All right. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning. Everybody say light. light. How many want light? Arise and shine for your light has come. Wow. And thine health shall speed, spring forth speedily. How many want to be healthy? Only four people. Do some more people want to be healthy? Very good. And thy righteousness, oh, oh, please. 
and your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your, your rear guard. Verse 9. Verse 9. Continue, my dear. God will bless you, I tell you. Oh, dear. Has it come? Uh, not yet. Ah, okay. Then, 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 then you will call. Okay, this, are, this is a blessing for people who stop accusing. Notice verse 9. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst and the pointing of the finger. Pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. If you take it out of you, out of your life. Instead of pointing the finger at that pastor, pointing the finger at that apostle, pointing the finger at that person who made a mistake or whatever story you've heard, huh? if you put away, remove that yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, then what's going to happen? You will call and the Lord will answer. You start having answers to your prayers. God will start blessing the church. If we can stop accusing this one and that one of this and of that and destroying one another with accusations. And look at the verse before. It says that your health will spring forth speedily. Your health and your light will come. So people don't have light in their ministry because they accuse. You accuse me and what light is going to come? Look at all the revelation that I have that I can share with you. Look at the revelation that I have, I can bring to you. Oh, yes. I've been a Christian for so many years, serving the Lord and working in the church. There's so much revelation I could, that you could get from me. But all you need to do is to point your finger at me and accuse me. And darkness will just fall on you. You'll never get anything from me. That's why people are not blessed because they're always pointing the finger instead of seeing the glory. Sometimes I wonder, you know, a pastor, I wonder why we are even re reading the Bible. People like that even read the Bible. Huh? Why do you, why do you bother to read the Bible? Hmm? When murderers, murderers wrote a large part of the Bible, three murderers wrote, why don't you consider, think of their murder and keep pointing. Moses was a murderer, did he, was he, is he not wanted for murder in Egypt? Then why do you read Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus? And why do you bother to read it? Since you are, you are always pointing at his fault. What about Apostle Paul? Huh? Was he not the one who murdered Stephen and all those guys? Was he not the known murderer? Then why do you read Ephesians? Why don't you point at his mistake? I'm asking you a question. It's a personal question between me and you. I don't know why you become quiet on me. I'm asking you a question. Why don't, why do you read Ephesians? Why, how can you read Ephesians? How can you read Ephesians? How can you read Corinthians? I'm surprised at you for reading Corinthians. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you read Romans. Are you, you are pointing at somebody's problem? Why do you read Romans? And then, and, then, and, then, and then I know from today I'm telling you, you are not going to read Psalms because David was somebody. Oh yes, oh yes, I don't want you to read Psalms again. Because David was somebody who caught his assistant pastor, okay, organized the killing of his assistant pastor and married his assistant pastor's wife. I, I don't know if you have such things in Singapore. 
I don't want to hear anybody reading Psalm 23 again, okay? You never read Psalm 23 again, never. Nobody should read anything from Psalms. We are such hypocrites. We are such hypocrites. We are reading all these things and saying these are the words of God. This is beautiful. This is wonderful. We are receiving the ministries of all these people. And then we come and you see somebody, he's got a little problem. Now you start talking, pointing the finger, pointing the finger. That's why there's no light. He said, then your light will come. Then your ministry will break forth. And then your health will come. And your ministry will recover. And you go forth. Oh, yes. Those who accuse you. Oh, hypocrites. 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 Huh? Oh, it's a very good book. It's a very good book. <laughs> it's a very good book. Yeah. Nobody should waste his time accusing Pastor uh, uh, Ger- 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 Is it Gerald? Pastor Gerald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't waste your time. Because this book has been released into the church. Yes. Accusing us of everything. Rather than praying for us. Pointing the finger. You see now? It's not like this. It's like this. It's not like this. You see now? Since this happened, this is going on. This and that and that. Talking and meeting. After church, you make a phone call. What do you think about this? What do you think? What do you think about what he said? Ah, this pastor who came from Ghana talking every day. Those who have done this. Those who have done this. Those who have done this. Huh? It doesn't close on time too. <laughs> One of you is a devil. And it will not be you. I said it will not be you. It will not be you. It will not be you. It can, it's impossible. It will not be you. Because you are in this meeting. And I'm preached about it. And so if you see yourself turning into an accuser. Turning into somebody who has forgotten. The good things that have been done for you. Turning into somebody who is proud. Those who are proud. And all these things, you will even remember. I said, no, 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 no. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I will be one of those who honor. I'll be one of those who sing, thank you, pastor. Dear pastor, precious to us. Your efforts are seen by us. And we are just saying thanks. Just saying thanks. We love you. We thank you. We really appreciate you. We love you. We thank you. We really appreciate you. Those of you who are not from Singapore, when you go back to your country, eh, go and teach your members this song without shame. Don't be ashamed to teach them this song. Don't be ashamed. Teach it to the people. If you don't teach them, the devil will teach them. The devil will teach them to accuse, to forget, to be proud, to do all these bad things, to live when you shouldn't live. That's why our churches are not growing. Because people live when they shouldn't live. Satan inspires them to live. Inspires them to live with accusations and things about the church and about the pastor. We should live. But no. God is stabilizing the church. God is blessing the church. And we are going to be faithful to the very end. 
Give the Lord a shout of praise, somebody. Stand to your feet. Our time is up. Oh, yes. You want more? Yeah. Go on YouTube. There's more there. <laughs> I see a good spirit coming on you. Yes. You know what? How how many have, let me tell you something. How many have ever done an exam and you failed? Raise your hand if you ever. Now, I want to ask you that, and I don't want you to lie. How many of you, when you failed, you wanted to find out who else had failed? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. I, I, I want only honest people. And then how many, how many were secretly happy that it wasn't only you that others? Oh, yes. Now, I just want to tell you something. Satan has failed badly. And he he was thrown down from heaven. And he desperately wants you also to fail. And join him in his darkness. But you will not join him. You will not fail. And all those around you will not fail. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Lift your hands and just pray in a moment. Thank you, Lord. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for speaking to us. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks for blessing us. Malashandolema samba na kabalanda barandali mande bekebelen barandali mamada. Alera mansando sendigale kerekeveshine. Endalomadolo sendele belekere peludele shibalele bendere bendora mandele bara. You will not fail. You will not fail. You will not fail. You will not go down that way of deception and wickedness. Thank you, Father. Lift your hand and give him thanks. Thank him that all these wicked deceptions are dropping off your life, coming off your life. Your ministry is going up higher. Oh, whatever deceptions and wickedness is released against you, God's power and God's light. Oh, yes. It's keeping you. It's keeping you. It's keeping you. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks for your blessing. Thanks for your word. Thanks for your spirit. Thanks for calling us. Thanks for sending us. Thanks for your mighty power. Thanks for Jesus. Thanks, thanks, Jesus. Thank you for greater ministry, Lord. Thank you for going deeper, Lord, and doing more, doing your will. Thank you for helping us to overcome the hurdles and break out and break through and break in. Thanks. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Give the Lord praise. Give the Lord thanks. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to let you know that all these books are available on um, Kindle and anywhere books are sold, e-books and so on. You can get a copy. Lift your hands. Thanks, Jesus, that there will be no casualties. 
it's impossible there will be success and there will be your grace for every child every church every ministry everyone thank you for the new pastor and the team oh thank you from victory to victory from glory to glory you are lifting us and you are taking us forward we give you thanks we give you praise in jesus name and everyone shouted amen god bless you oh lord i give you my heart i give you my soul come on sing together i live for you alone every breath that i take every moment Thank you, Lord, for calling us, God. We are humbled. 